Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is entitled The Call of Abraham, Tuesday, September 28th. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, we just want to continue to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor because we have life. Thank you, Father, for loving us and keeping us. Now, please fill us with your Holy Spirit so we can study and understand your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Abram, later called Abraham, first appeared in the genealogy of Genesis 11, which comes right after mention of scattering from Babel. Let us read Genesis 12, 1 to 3. The call of God to Abraham. Today, looking back after the cross, after the death of Jesus and the spreading of the gospel, how do we understand what God was promising to do through Abraham? Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Many centuries later, the Apostle Paul, in seeking to deal with the heresy of the Galatians, pointed back to Abraham's call, showing it to be an early expression of what God's intention had always been, the gospel to the world. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Galatians 3, 7-9 Abraham's call was first expressed in Genesis chapter 12. Much of the rest of Genesis is the story of his blood descendants, one dysfunctional seed after another creating one messed up family after another. And yet, through them, the promise eventually was to be fulfilled, reaching a crucial milestone with the call of Moses. Let us turn to Acts chapter 7, verses 20 to 36. The martyr Stephen's depiction of Moses and the Exodus. How does this fit in with God's initial promise to Abraham? Acts. 7. At this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. 
Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. In a world steeped in ignorance, error, and general lack of knowledge of truth, things have not changed much in more than 300 years, have they? The Lord called out a people, his people, Abraham's seed from Egypt. In them he sought not only to preserve knowledge of the truth, that is, knowledge of him, Yahweh, and the plan of salvation, but also to spread the knowledge to the rest of the world. Today, how do we as Seventh-day Adventists see ourselves in relation to the rest of the world? That is, what parallels exist between us and ancient Israel? More important, what responsibility does this parallel place on each of us individually? This is it for the day. Now please join us tomorrow as we continue with the next episode being the Covenant at Sinai. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for keeping us. We pray, Father, that we will think about what we've read so we can be closer drawn to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen.